This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Yesterday, I I spoke briefly about the 15-year anniversary of Obama's inauguration and the nitwit writer that wrote a ridiculous article comparing January 20th to January 6th. Well, lo and behold, (laughs) maybe it wasn't such a bad idea now that I think about it. I saw this headline pop up and I said, this is just perfect for the point that I was trying to make. Biden says that he's forgiving $5 billion in student debt for another 74,000 Americans. I want to just touch on a couple of things here that nobody else is going to touch on. I heard the diatribe that Chip Roy went on on the House floor. It was fantastic. You know, the lockdowns, the forced vaccinations. And he even mentioned this issue. How is it that Biden's forgiving these loans after the Supreme Court ruled that it's unconstitutional? How's that happen? This is supposed to be the the checks and balances. Somehow it doesn't happen. Biden, well, we'll call it something else. We'll do it in a different way. We'll do it through a different department. If we call it a grant, I guess you can do whatever you want with it. These grants need to stop. But let's not get into the um, too philosophical for a second. I actually want to speak to college-educated liberals on this for a second. Let's just forget about all this philosophical debate, and I'm right and you're wrong and vice versa. Let's just talk about the practical implications of this a second. I'm going to set aside my feelings on the Supreme Court and the Constitution. I mean, look, liberals have a valid point in all this. I know conservatives don't want to hear this. Nobody mentions the the ton, tons and tons of money that Trump dumped into private businesses. Some of them didn't even exist. Some of them he owned under this idea of COVID relief, huge amounts of money. I know a concrete contractor. This guy, you know, this is like a fly-by-night, back-of-your-pickup-truck-kind-of-business kind of thing. I'm using the term concrete contractor kind of loosely. This guy gets $300,000 he never had to pay back. How's that constitutional? But the poor schlep who got soaked on the master's degree, no! Don't give them a penny. Well, this is where we run into problems. I'm going to set aside all that a second. Just set all that aside. Put it all aside. I don't even want to talk about the waste. Forget about fiscal responsibility a second. Let's just talk about the program. All right. $5 billion that he's forgiving for another 74,000 Americans. That amount adds up to 67000 per borrower. That is an an incredible amount of money. Why not just give up $67,000 to every American as an economic stimulus? Why these political favorites? It leaves us attached like like a toddler on the teat. That we're following government around with our hands on. Na, 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 na. Where's my $67,000? It's unbelievable. The printing of the money has to stop. How do you seriously justify that? 
By the way, in case you're thinking I'm being partisan or anti-education, I'm not. I brought this exact issue up about six years ago when I started the podcast. Except at that time, I was criticizing then-President Barack Obama for the amount of money that he contributed to Homeless for Veterans. Hmm. Wow, can you imagine that? It wasn't the program that I was critical of. I didn't even really know anything about it. It wasn't the effort that I was critical of. Certainly not. I'm a veteran as well. It was a fact that the funding amounted to about $2 million per homeless veteran, as as best as I could calculate. So with that as a backdrop, with these grants and loan forgiveness and this and that, you know, forget about the partisanship, forget about the constitutionality, the philosophical, the partisan side of it. Is it a wise use of money? Is this good spending to throw that kind of money out there for failed college degrees as a bailout? Is that really what we want America to be? Ah, you come get a college degree. We'll pay for it. Eh, if it doesn't work out for you, we'll just wipe away the debt. What kind of system is that for anything, really, whether it be business or $2 million for homeless veterans or whatever the case might be? Is it a good use of spending? Here's a bigger question I have. Which 74,000 borrowers? My son has some student loan debt. I don't recall him talking about any of it getting forgiven. Who's getting the money? Does anybody know anybody who's getting this forgiveness? I know this. Well, let me let me go to the second story. You digest that for a little bit. 67,000 per borrower. Amazing. Where's the money going? Where's the money going? I keep asking this. Where's all the money poured into veterans' homeless programs? You know, when that was a big topic. We got to do something. We owe our veterans better. Yeah, they all got screwed. All right, so then listen to this. Supreme Court action already upending January 6th rioter sentencings. I said for a while, I don't get too, get too jumping up and down about this because I get the sense that something's going on and that something is money. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to victim shame and I don't like to assess guilt or what have you where I don't know all the facts. But I know money is raised for these January 6th defendants and so maybe that's a good thing. But there's too many things that I don't see in the whole thing that I wonder what's going on. If I had a family member who was locked up down there as a political prisoner, as it seems, I'd be screaming in the streets every chance I could get. Nobody, none of these people's families, nobody backing them up. Some of them came from organizations like Proud Boys and whatnot. What was really going on? What's the true story? We may never know. But I'll tell you what I do know. We don't see sentences like this in America. This January 6th approach is more like North Korea. Remember that young American college student? He tore down a Korean flag or something like that. They finally got him back to the United States. He was in a coma, died a short time later, something like that. Does anybody remember that? This is what we're doing to Americans here. 
This is how the look at how differently January Sixers are treated compared to BLM. This is not who we are. So this is what I'll go back to the January 20th, 15 years ago. This is where it's brought us. Political prisoners and just completely ignoring Supreme Court rulings, writing money directly out of the Treasury for whoever the political winds seem to indicate would best buy the votes. That's what it really boils down to. So you wonder why conservatives are angry, why Americans are angry, why, you know, even with the economy. And you know what's funny? You know, I hear the Biden, it's not as bad as what people are saying. That depends on where you're at on the spectrum. I've said this too. You know, if you're making even 50000 a year, you're probably not so rosy about the economy right now as, as I am. And believe me, I'm telling you, I'm not, I've said this a million times. You know, I'm not Sean Hannity over here. I don't have a bottomless well either. It's hit me. But overall, I look at the value of our stocks and our real estate, and I say, eh, expenses are icy. The oil bill comes for the heat. Jesus, I'm putting a heat pump in. I really am. I'm hoping to get that set up maybe this week, early next week. We're not going to we won't use it till next year now, but I need a new air conditioner. I think I'm going to put the heat pump on as well. Use the oil as a backup. But anyway, my point is I see all this. But that aside, you know, the economy, uh, there still is growth going on there, amazingly. I don't know how. Stock market going on. This is all politically propped up, but the numbers are still there, I guess what we're saying. 2023 financially was a decent year. Everybody, everybody made money. I don't know about everybody, but people did well. A lot of people did well, I guess you could say. The middle class held on. A lot of debt. I know. I'm not saying everything is super rosy, but it hasn't really been a recession either, I guess you could say. But despite that, nobody's even buying on to the Kamala Biden system. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. I was listening to this little uh, great little scam they're going where Biden would come out very soon and say that the border is unsafe and that we need to do something about it, but that it's Republicans standing in the way. He he wants to d- demands a more humane approach. I could see him politically turning that around. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. I don't believe it would. I, I think he's going to lose the election, at least if it's done fairly. And I'll tell you why. These two stories, and it says everything about why Americans are fed up. We're sitting there wondering how we're going to pay next month's heating bill the way prices have gone up. We all know why prices have gone up because of all the, quote, stimulus. Maybe you heard me clamoring about this when we all took those $1,500 checks. Remember, they just just throwing money out there. I mean, you couldn't say no. Well, now everybody's saying, geez, take it back. But everybody knows. You say, wait a minute, wait a minute how much of this are we going to do? Why do you keep forgiving these student loans? And of course, you have people sympathetic to the cause. But many who are not, people who either didn't go to college or paid for their own college, and they're saying, what the hell's going on here? Now you're going to hear that the Supreme Court is going to free these January 6th people. And look, all the the, the, uh, work, all the theatrics with the January 6th committee and the mainstream media and, and and everything that they did to to make this so damaging to Trump, it largely backfired. Of course, you've got the the 
the Trump derangement crowd that's never going to change, you know, move off of that needle. But there's another side to this, and that is the people that were the moderates, and they're saying, come on, something's not, you had police in the crowd. It's clear as day. They got video of this supposed pipe bomb thing. And everybody's realizing now they were lied to. So, are we a country of January 6th through January January 20th? <laughs> Guess what? Thank God, 1776, not 1983. Isn't that when Orwell's uh, Animal Farm, 83? I don't know. Um, this is an interesting story here I wanted to uh, make up. No, do I want to use this here? I don't think so. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Ted Macy has served this country for 22 years, first enlisted, enlisted in the construction battalion shortly before 9-11 in March 2021. He then deployed multiple times. All right, he participated in all these different exercises and, and all these different things. I want to, uh, I'm going to move this. The bottom line of this story is that the guy was then um, moved to back to the swipe file you go. We're going to use that on the Project Chaos radio show. The guy had this long distinguished career. Join before 9-11, was around for that, Deployed multiple times, and then they threw him out because he refused to get vaccinated. How many people, they have families that people see this? The veteran community. The veterans are up in arms. Why do you think that they're so hot to trot on the white supremacist in the military and why they're so scared? Yeah. Because the veterans are on the brink. You know, wait and see if veterans really get angry. I don't know. Here's a story. I haven't talked about this I can't believe it's still going on. Um, civil asset forfeiture. And this, too, um, I'm going to move over. We'll talk about it on the radio show with our other veteran issues. The bottom line is a brown-skinned Marine veteran. Um, I don't know you know, what nationality or, or what ethnicity, I should say. doesn't say. And he's traveling across the country. And he had eighty to see his daughter or move to relocate. He had eighty thousand dollars with him, his life savings. This story is amazing. He gets pulled over and they take the money. Do you realize that these laws exist in this country? Most people have no idea. They really don't. How does this guy even get in a situation where his car is being searched as he's going across the country? I'm not sure what all happened. Now he says in this story, this is fantastic. He said, I knew that now was not the time and the place to deal with this on the side of the road. So he waited patiently, and he did get his money back. But can you imagine the cost and aggravation that he went through? Civil asset forfeiture. The only crime that you need is to have too much cash on you. What is the government so afraid of? They've been afraid of this, they say, since September 11th. I'll tell you what they're really afraid of. They're afraid of everything I've said, the arming of a militia, that people start bringing their money together and they say, we've had enough of this. We're going to fund our own military, our own private military or whatever. That's the only, the only reason behind it. Why else would the government have such strict laws? Did you know that you can't even go to the bank? If you go to the bank and withdraw $10,001, you're 
you got to fill out a form. They're going to report that to the IRS. God bless you if you do it twice. Can't use can't. What kind of? It's practically a cashless society now. Interesting stuff. You wonder why people are unhappy with the direction of the country. Even even if the economy, even they say, even for whatever reason, they snap their fingers. Interest rates drop. Inflation goes, you know, negative, and everybody's just you know spending and happy. I say Biden's still going to get voted out. People don't want to this this whole thing, this joke that they pulled with the um, the White House uh, spokesman there, the Jean Claude uh, troll, with her little. Obama routine with the stuttering eyes and the Peter, as I've said, the economy's great. If you just accept that and go along with it, then we wouldn't have to talk about this anymore. Reporters asking questions. I've already explained this to you. People aren't buying into this. Not even in sports. You see coaches get fired over this or they sit there and just obstinate to the media. She sits there like a like a guard dog, and that's exactly what's going on. It's a total distraction. You walk out of one of those press conferences. You tell me what Biden is thinking. Nobody wants to hear it. His, he has no crowds. He has no game. Kamala has been a complete disaster. <laughs> Nobody likes that. That kind of laugh never goes over well. Temple University here in Philadelphia investigation for alleged discrimination on campus. You have to listen to this. Listen to what's going on here. You wonder, I, I keep telling you, like the, we blame the teachers, we blame the colleges, but then you, you come to find out there's something else going on. Temple University is now the latest Philadelphia area school to be added to a federal probe of alleged discrimination on college campuses across the nation. In November of last year, the federal government opened civil rights investigations into multiple schools and universities over allegations of anti-Semitism or Islamophobia since the outbreak of the Israeli-Hamas war in October. The U.S. Department of Education said the probe is part of the Biden administration's effort to take, quote, aggressive action against discrimination under Title VI, which prohibits discrimination based on race or national origin, including shared ancestry or ethnic characteristics. Schools found to have violated civil rights law can face penalties up to a total loss of federal money, although the vast majority of cases end in voluntary settlements. Of course they do. So what's really going on here? Of course they end in voluntary settlements. Why is that? Well, because Uncle Sam is writing the checks. And it's like my father always said, he who has the gold makes the rules, the golden rule. And as long as we have a government that can tax unlimited, the 16th Amendment needs to be repealed, and a government that can print unlimited amounts of money and have an unlimited manipulative effect on the value of money, We can never really be free under that system. And you see it playing out here. Why? What did Temple University do wrong? I don't know. Maybe you say on one hand it's good. Somebody's going to come down and defend the poor students. But is this really the federal government that that we wanted in 1776? On a complaint by a student 
They're going to send down federal stormtroopers. Who do you think they're sending down for this inquiry, by the way? What are you envisioning? Like a couple of uh, college students or something like that? No, that's not what's going to happen. That's not what it's going to be at all. It's going to be lawyers. The lawyers are going to come down. They're going to be talking tough in some cases. Uh, You know, I bet you there's like an official notice. The the, the news, the media, they're going to report this real soft like this. Ah, Most of these cases are solved voluntarily. (laughs) Is that what you call it? Let me put a gun to your head. Would you say yes or no? Uh, Yeah. See that? Voluntarily. I don't know. It looks like, um, what's the name of the airline? I just drew a blank. Going to be filing for bankruptcy. Um, Who's the, uh, is it not Patriot? Spirit. JetBlue. Sorry. Model has struggled. No, Spirit. They're talking about filing bankruptcy or merging with JetBlue. I don't know. I guess they tried following the Southwest model as a value airline, which is what I really wanted to talk about. This idea of a value airline is dead, absolutely dead. I mean, here's a thought for you as far as value airlines. Why why not cargo seating like they have mil- on military aircraft? For I mean, at least for shipping like migrants around and stuff like that. Like, why do you have to have these plush cabins? Just throw everything below board, below board, below the you know the, the bottom of the plane or whatever, and everybody sits on very lightweight cargo net seating, no climate control in there, and just dress appropriately for the altitude. You go up there and freeze, and then come down and thaw out. This is what it's like riding in a C one thirty. I think the American public should have to experience it a little bit. Remember, you used to be able to smoke on planes. It was like a whole big, exciting thing to go on a plane. It was expensive. Then they tried to make it cheap. Now now it's not cheap, and it stinks. It's horrible to fly, the whole experience. I mean, they're piping in homeless people into the airports. I don't know why anybody would want to – I don't know why anybody would be upset with, with Biden. You say, the price of airline travel has dropped. Yeah, I got to step over the homeless people to get there. I don't know. Uh, it's always been a volatile industry with the bankruptcies and whatnot. And I don't know, maybe people just weren't meant to fly. I used to love to do it. Now, I don't know that I have any. No, I don't. I don't have any desire to get on a plane at all. Not not any of them, really. It's a shame. Really a shame. It used to be fun to fly on Southwest. Uh, you, you, European Union rearms Ukraine. The involvement um, in in the meddling in Ukraine and Russia, it's unbelievable to me. The instigation of further escalation. Why? What What is it with Europe and the United States that we feel the need to continue to, um, to create these problems? Europe seems to be on a collision course to their own self-destruction. And they bring all these migrants in. They cut themselves off of energy from Russia keep pushing to get into a war that otherwise doesn't want them involved. I don't get it. I really don't get it. I remember Glenn back years ago, he was talking about the rise of Satan. He thought it was going to be coming out of Europe, Eastern Europe. I know there's a long held theory. I mean, I don't know if these are 
you know, they're, they're professing their plans or self-fulfilling prophecies or what. But here we are, 20, 30 years later, and Glenn Beck was right in World War III, or at least the uh, optics of it. I don't think we'll see that either. Not that we couldn't. Careful time indeed. But I don't think it's highly likely. I really don't. I don't think anybody wants to fight. Everybody's just sleepwalking. I don't know if you heard any of these comments coming out of Davos with these creepy people out there that everybody seems to cling on to every word. This is hilarious to me, the whole thing. This Klaus Schwab, I'm like, who is this guy? Everybody's like, God, he has no right. I'm like, ignore the guy. <laughs> tell, tell conservatives sticks and stones will break my bones. You ever heard this? I'm like, I don't care less what foul Klaus Schwab will tell you. Oh, you have owns and nothing would be happy. Okay, dude. <laughs> well, I'm going to own some stuff, and I'm pretty happy. I don't know. Why does anybody listen to this guy? Well, anyway, I guess they met again. You know, so the world's on fire, and oh, the conspiracies. I mean, it's really true. Look at what they're talking about. Look at the things that come out of their vile little mouths. You don't hear red-blooded Americans talking like that, I'll tell you that. Anyway, a big thing that they're talking about is climate change. We heard about this. We need to shift from COVID to climate change. Lots of conspiracies about a disease X coming around soon because of climate change. This is the new war. I was doing a little layup for Project Chaos, the radio show, if you don't know. And I was listening to War is a Racket by Smedley Butler. I'm going to do a replay of that. It's going to be epic. And he predicted then, back in World War I, that future wars would not be fought on the battlefield, but with science and diseases and electronics. It's very fascinating, really. And so you think about this idea of creating perpetual viruses, just like with the computers. We're always on edge. I just got another note as my mortgage company, my data breached. My home email provider, data breached. I mean, what, what don't they have at this point? My credit was breached a few years ago, my credit file. My mortgage company, which has, I mean, very up-to-date financial information, <laughs> the most other than anybody. What do they not know? What are they doing with all this information about me? At the same time, they want to make it illegal to carry cash. They want to keep... Who's doing it, really? You want to know who's behind these things? I'll give you a simple little piece of information. Robocalls, spam texts, and texts and the like. You know who I, the only spam texts I really get are political. From the Republicans at that, win red links constantly. Getting spam there, constantly delete junk, delete junk. I contacted win red. They said, we don't sell your information. I don't know if I believe them, but somebody took information as part of my voter information and is now using it to spam text me. And it's all it's the people in office that are allowing it to happen. They're the ones doing it. You wonder where these diseases are coming from. Smedley Butler predicted it. That's going to be a great audio, by the way. Um, I'll tell you what's going to happen real quick. Good opportunity for a shameless plug here. Projectchaos.org, O-R-G. Check it out, would you? In a live radio show last night. Uh, the links are there at projectchaos.org. If you want to check it out, you can listen, sign up for the email list. They'll get you updates 
on my new book coming out, Victory Over Chaos, the U.S. Marines Battle at Kafchi. Yesterday we spoke about the withdrawal from Afghanistan, some of the things that the Marines experienced and did there that you won't hear anywhere else. An amazing show. But anyway, the uh, radio show airs Mondays at 4 o'clock. And we'll also very soon have that out on podcast channels. By very soon, I don't know what that means. Two months, maybe. In the meantime, go to projectchaos.org. You can sign up. The links are there to listen. And I'll have it out on the regular uh, podcasts in the future. But one of the things you'll be able to get when I release that show, uh, um, War is a Racket, the remake of Smedley Butler's work there. It's in the public domain. And uh, you'll be able to get advanced access that you won't have to wait for it to come out on the radio show. So go to projectchaos.org, O-R-G, sign up for my email list, and check out the radio show. It's unbelievable. Somebody's got to start speaking up. We better get ahead of this soon. Trump said it in a book that he wrote about 10 years ago now. He said, we got about 11 years max. Here we go. He said, we're not going to have a country anymore. I warned about it six years ago when I started the podcast. I started looking into things. I said, we better be a little careful here. We're going we're to end up with a country we no longer, we're going to wake up one day to a country we no longer recognize. And look at where we are today. It's amazing. I got a lot of good stories I didn't get to today. Pedophiles that are uh, adopting children. Um, uh, climate consp- conspiracy theorists deliberately lighting wildfires. It's amazing how this is getting reported in the media versus what I was saying on the podcast. A different version of the same thing with two different conclusions, that's for sure. But the bottom line is fires are being purposely lit all over the world. Happens over and over again. Believe it or not, the, the forests are more resilient to fires than you might think. Anyway, I don't know. Biden forgiving another $5 billion in student. What's $5 billion, $10 billion? Five trillion, ten trillion. Nobody seems to care anymore. The Supreme Court ruled on it, but King Biden, he doesn't have to abide by those rules or any others, apparently. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court hopefully will step in and bring some relief to these January Sixers who have gotten treated so horribly with uh, just ridiculous sentencing and everything that you hear going on. Countries being turned upside down. And they can keep printing money and keep filling everybody's wallets, but I think everybody's beginning to realize the same thing, and that is something ain't right. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day. 